Hello dear friends, welcome to ZenPod once again. In the studios today, I have Ayushi Kesi, founder and CEO of Kali CC Management Private Limited, a waste management platform that currently connects 13,000 waste workers to waste sellers. Ayushi's goal is not just to create a company, but a waste management industry in Nepal. Ayushi has been honored with the Forbes 30 Under 30 Award and is an Asia 21 Young Leader Award as well. Kali CC has been recognized by Google as the Google Business Story in 2017. Kali CC is a social enterprise disrupting the recycling industry in Nepal through connecting waste entrepreneurs with the public on an innovative digital platform. Kali CC works to digitally empower the informal waste workers to increase the diversion of recycled materials away from landfills. Ayushi works to raise public awareness of recycling in Nepal and ultimately hopes to create a waste management industry in the country. The 200 plus waste entrepreneurs, as she calls them, involved with Kali Sisi have been able to earn 35% more income and have also found a respectable space for themselves in the industry. Ayushi is looking to change the world by working towards a zero waste goal in Nepal. The former USAID worker turned social entrepreneur founded Kali Sisi to solve the waste management problem. She is also active in trying to change the public opinion when it comes to the importance of recycling and the waste collectors who facilitate it. Please join me in welcoming Ayushi, a social entrepreneur from Nepal who turns trash into cash. Among one of the titles she carries and people are very lovingly bestowed on her is the trash queen and an angel for the waste workers. And we'll talk about how she got there and what all she's done to get to where she is. Uh, join me in welcoming Ayushi to the studios. Ayushi, please welcome to Zenpod. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we will uh, start with my trademark question of, uh, in your scheme of things, which is very different from the people I've spoken to so far, how do you view spirituality? Hmm, that's a deep question to start off with. Uh, for me, uh, spirituality, I think just as a concept is about uh, being grateful and not taking things for granted. And I try to, um, uh, in a way, you know, uh, replicate that in everything that I do, in everything that I've, uh, in every opportunity that I'm uh, uh, provided with. So just being grateful and uh, working hard and um, making sure that what you've been granted with uh, uh, is not wasted is, I think, just my way of doing things, or at least I try to. Awesome. Very nice. I, I want to take the next few minutes, uh, Ayushi and uh, help you to help us walk you through your evolution where you are today to where you started i, I don't feel like i am so old to actually uh, retrospect about it but uh, no um to be very honest uh, well my father he didn't come from an illustrious line of uh, family he was the youngest of the six children growing up with a single mother so his his sister made a lot of sacrifices to raise the family so obviously seeing that he developed a keen urge to provide for his family too so growing up he made sure you know that we were provided with the best of everything and um, in my little head that was what i thought uh, everyone in the world was like uh, you know that you have a family you uh, you you get an education, you get a job, you get married, you have kids, and that's it. But as I grew up, I started uh, listening to a lot more stories uh, of my family's past and how their individual choices and um, you know sacrifices made us who we are today. So to be honest, uh, 
I, I get that inspiration from them. Uh, how a sister's love for her brothers changed the entire family's fate. You know, how my parents' love and hard work secured our lives. So this is just, um, uh, I think now the person I am today is just me trying to be that somebody for someone. Uh, not just for my family, but for maybe a larger society where, you know, hopefully for a larger audience to leave some uh, dent that uh, people later in the future can make a bigger creator out of. Beautiful. It's very nicely, very nicely summed up and a lot of gratitude in there. Uh, it's really, really good to know that. Uh, let's talk about your uh, baby, Kali Sisi. <laughs> Obviously, it's not be, must have not been an easy journey at all. So would you mind sharing your story with the listeners, please? I was always uh, looking to do things differently. Uh, I don't know, maybe just an OCD, and uh, but and but you know, I just look at things and try to see the challenges it will have in the future. And that for me was in the waste uh, sector. Uh, you couldn't look away, even if you wanted to, with the piles of garbage lying around town and the waste uh, workers rummaging through them. And I thought uh, then maybe doing. At least them doing that, going through the rubbish is at least saving some of the materials uh, from being dumped. So that uh, is where I saw the challenge and the solution, actually. You know, the problem that we were wasting away a lot of our resources uh, to the unmanaged landfills and uh, the solution to use this uh, informal network of uh, waste workers to recover these uh, resources always. So that was the birth maybe of the idea for Kali Sisi. So before you started, people must have pulled you down and told you this won't work and all of that. So do you remember any such instance that that told you, you know, this is not going to work or that made you run back into the house and say, I'm not going to do this? <laughs> Obviously, it must have not been easy, right? So um... uh, Yes, actually. Many, but uh, the one that I always uh, go back to is the first meeting that I had with my first waste worker. Okay. Within a matter of seconds, he just laughed at my idea and uh, he said, this is never going to work. You are a madam, you know, there are no sirs around. And then, then I had actually, um, he was walking by my house and I just uh, uh, asked him, well, why don't you come over? I have some waste in my house I want that I want you to uh, collect. He just came. And then uh, I started talking about the idea, about our vision and, you know, so passionately delivering my uh, uh, speech uh, to him. And then to which he laughed and he's like, but you don't even have an office. You know, you don't have, you're a madam, you're not a sir. And this is never going to work. People are never going to call us or invite us to their homes to actually uh, get rid of their trash. But um, after a month, uh, so down went my confidence, you know, from the business uh, plan that I had and to what I actually faced. So that was my first experience. But after a month of, uh, I would say, prototyping, he was able to earn uh, 8,000 Nepali rupees more, which is wow. uh, a big sum uh, for a person uh, in, that, uh, in, in that work category, and in general as well. So um, that was uh, validation enough for him that, okay, this can go somewhere at least. This has potential. So he comes up to my house and he's like, uh, okay, he wasn't thank you and filled with gratitude, no thank you speeches as such, but what he said uh, really stuck with me that, okay, uh, Didi, um, uh, you know, sister, this time I was able to earn a little more, so I'm going home and this time I'm going to buy all my seven kids uh, something as a gift. 
Wow. And he smiled. And then he uh, he didn't. Uh, he came back a week later. So and then said said so where next? You know. So that was validation enough for me that okay, this platform does have value for those who I want to create value for. And if only we could take it to uh, scale this to further thousands and millions of uh, people like him out there, uh, maybe millions of other Ram Sagars, then this could really be something. So that I think uh, was. Uh, where I really gained the confidence and momentum. Brilliant. Uh, so you know, from, from being a te- from being inspired by your dad to being a teenager, uh, obviously going the normal education route that a middle class family does. Uh, what was the time? And you know, you're looking at all of this waste and and and, and in developing countries, a lot of us get kind of you know either a, for want of a better word, we get sensitized towards the wrong things around us, and it doesn't bother us after some time. And so what was the tipping point uh, where Ayushi said, have to do something about this? Was there a moment or was there a, a circumstance? Was there a situation? So um, to sound, uh, you know, at the risk of sounding boring, I, there, wasn't a, there wasn't one moment that defined uh, uh, Kali Sisi's uh, journey or, you know, a tipping point. It was a series of tipping points, maybe. You know, like you said, we get so desensitized about a problem such as waste, and it's it's not something that covers the headlines of right. the leading right. newspapers and channels. So uh, people didn't really focus much on that. But there was this one incident where I um, visited a local uh, landfill, okay. and uh, it was from miles away that we couldn't even, uh, you know, we couldn't even stand breathing the air around. It was so filthy. And then we go there and then we see the state of um, trash, of stuff that we used, of our resources, just being dumped there and people working in that, uh, uh, you know, in, in that pile of uh, garbage. So that to me was, it just didn't make sense. I just couldn't, my, my, my brain just couldn't do the maths. So I was like, there has to be a solution. You know, people cannot be living like this. And even if people think that it's okay to be living like this, then that's wrong. So there's some sort of intervention that is required. I don't, I, at that moment, I didn't know what, but I thought, no, this is the sector that I would want to work in. And uh, if there's anything, any little, you know, um, change that even, how, regardless of how little is it is, I can. If I can do that, then I think uh, this is where it uh, is required. The waste sector. So th- those were the series of visits that I made to uh, such uh, uh, collection centers and landfills, and I thought, yeah, this is a growing problem. This is not going to end yeah. just in my time, but it's only going to add up. You're very young, uh, Ayushi. You have achieved so much. Uh, um, you've been, I would say, globally recognized. When, when you did receive the uh, phenomenal Forbes 30 Under 30 Award, first of all, I want to know, I'm curious to know, actually, before I get to that, for the listeners, can you tell us what does Kali CC mean? Okay, so Kali CC is, KaliCC.com is a, a modern dot-com twist to a five-decade-old uh, waste industry. So the name Kali CC comes from, you know, uh, in Nepal, we uh, you hear Kali Sisi Purano Kagas Palam Botal, which literally translates to empty bottle, old paper, uh, bottles of whiskey, or you know, uh, liquor. So, 
So there there is actually a group of men that go around your city every single day from morning uh, 6 a.m. to evening 6 p.m. every single day sh- screaming their lungs out to actually buy waste from you not just collect but buy waste from you <laughs> they've been doing this for more than 50 years now and uh, so calicy.com is that modern.com uh, <laughs> twist to this 50 year old industry of uh, men uh, buying waste and we actually um, uh, the, the, the philosophy started uh, with them because uh, you know if it hadn't been for this group of uh, men who are actually recycling you know and recycling starts with them it starts with them whenever whenever we talk of recycling we tend to think uh, on a bigger scale of you know the bigger recycling plants or, uh, or of um, creating energy out of waste but right. that is just solution for the uh, value chain problem at the end of the value chain but recycling actually starts with this group of uh, waste collectors waste entrepreneurs actually so um at kalicc we are a digital platform that connects such waste entrepreneurs with whoever has waste uh be it a individual household or offices or uh, embassies that are um, you know that have high uh, protocol security protocol that doesn't even allow such traditional yeah. men to get in their space but now through our platform uh, because they are Uh, you know uh, in the system and they're well validated for so we're making sure that uh, they have a wider access of um, waste sellers and even the waste sellers have an access to actually recycle the waste and get paid awesome that's actually yeah you're right it's, it's a very different e-commerce or a commerce in motion and i'm sure if 10 years back somebody had told you about it you would not have believed it uh, while you were in college and you would have said it won't work I wouldn't even have dared to talk with yeah one of them because you know we're raised up we're a society where yeah. where uh, we're raised up we're told not to go anywhere near those men because they're going to put you in their stuff and they're going to kidnap you right so they're very <laughs> so this is stereotype against absolutely such a stereotype isn't it we all fall fall prey to it okay mm-hmm. awesome uh, back to your uh, glory you know the, so the forbes 30 under 30 uh, i want to know um, and i'm so excited about this uh, although i haven't received it but i still feel so much a part of you know acknowledgement of somebody who's done good work so how did you get to know of this award number one and number two when you did when the first call or the mail or message i have no idea how you got it what was your feeling uh, ayush so um uh i don't know how to humbly put it <laughs> don't but, be humble just put it <laughs> but i wasn't uh, i still am not someone who uh, you know tries to go after um, uh, um you know validation that's beyond my work and forbes was something that was uh, personal on many levels but uh, yeah. so i i actually honestly i never applied for it So oh. some good thing from some uh, where on this planet actually nominated my name and then uh, I got I got an email from Forbes saying that I was nominated for uh, the award and they'd want to talk to me more about it before they uh, selected me for further rounds. So then I said wow this is again an opportunity that that I didn't even ask for I didn't or I, that I didn't even think of. So I just uh, followed and then we started talking and then uh after sharing uh, after sharing our, about our work about our journey they thought that maybe this <laughs> uh platform does have some sort of potential and they were uh, generous enough to grant me that title but um 
I remember around that time, what I felt was I was obviously very um, uh, excited. I, I got the email at around five in the morning. It just woke me up and I was like, wow, this is amazing. But uh, I, I remember around that time, we had only just started and we were uh, getting a lot of mixed reaction that this will never work uh, or this is a trash of an idea. But what really bothered me was not getting any reaction at all. I could handle the negative reaction, but people not being bothered about the platform was more uh, troubling for me, where people would just plain ignore the idea and they're like, oh, another startup, whatever, you know. So. Um, once Forbes happened, I think uh, we got that kind of attention because it came from a very um, well verified source. So that, again, for us was, um, uh, for me, I take it as an opportunity to um, get uh, to garner great st stories from the media and also, uh, you know, some uh, garner some sort of um, this support from uh, the community that right. they all felt that it wasn't just I who won, Ayush who won the uh, you know, title, it was the entire community. So oh, nice. that for me was uh, to be able to resonate with the rest of the uh, community in Nepal at least was, uh, that was something amazing for me. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, must have been a top of the world uh, feeling, right? Uh, and you are close to Kanchenjunga and the Himalayas, so it's uh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, you know, this is this is fantastic. So congratulations uh, once again. Um, we we all when we when we study or we do our MBA, we we uh, we were told or we are told set smart goals. And somebody like a girl like you comes along and sets an audacious goal of. Uh, zero waste in Nepal. How did you even come up with something like this? I think uh, that you mentioned just the word audacious. Uh, I feel that is what was required because we were taking our problems way too lightly. We were thinking that, oh yeah, it's not a waste problem and maybe some sort of intervention from um, an existing NGO or from the government is, you know, this is something that can never be solved. It's, it's, a global problem. You can't really do anything about it. So actually setting an audacious goal was uh, what uh, we did intentionally. First to sort of grab everyone's attention about how big of a problem this is and another to grabs everyone, uh, grab, grab everyone's support on how we can actually tackle this issue. So you know uh, uh, zero waste uh, is I think more than a goal it would be um, a movement. Uh, so the idea was to actually create a movement through this um, uh, goal. So for me, KCC has always been a movement more than just a company, and and that's what I think uh, the rest of uh, Nepal or uh, the community believes too. So they're in this, uh, so that we are all, all of us are in this together. The next question is a little bit of a you know a question for all those out there who who are so besotted with titles and uh, and I like what you said about, you know, not seeking validation beyond yourself and your work. But uh, you people, people refer to you very fondly as the trash queen and, uh, and you've done so much good work uh, in Nepal. So how did you, how did you react when somebody did call you that for the first time? <laughs> um, well, uh... No, I have to give it uh, give it up to the media for being uh, very yeah. creative around <laughs> But uh, I think just the fact that um, uh, you know it really stuck was uh, uh, again amazing for me because 
that at, at least helped people to resonate with the idea at some level. You know, if uh, getting that name, getting that title, or people just, even, even if they were laughing about it, at least uh, the point was to get the idea across and get people uh, to start talking on uh, about or discussing about or at least thinking about waste and waste management and what they can do at their level. So just uh, being quirky and, uh, uh, you know, getting out there as a trash queen, uh, I think has worked out. And the first time I actually, uh, it really sunk in was when my husband, uh, on my birthday, on my birthday cake, he... Um, <laughs> It was written trash queen, <laughs> so that was, it actually sunk in. And uh, but yeah, we I, I guess that day we ate yeah. and uh, had the cake. You know, you eat and have the cake. Maybe yeah. that was yeah, you had the cake. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, the media does. That's good. Uh, you are. Uh, I I call you. I don't call you a social entrepreneur. I call you an uh, impact leader uh, for. Uh, you know, and, and you do a lot of recycling, more than just uh, verbal, uh, it's, it's actually on the ground. It's the lowest it can get on the value chain, which is really the waste. You know, and you, you speak about recycling, zero waste. These are, apart from being goals or movement, these are very large initiatives. Does that, Ayushi, put a lot of responsibility on you, number one? And number two, do you feel weighed down by it at times? Uh, well, honestly, um, yes and yes to both of your questions that it is a very uh, large responsibility. But again, like I said earlier, someone had to do it Correct. because the problem was only uh, getting bigger. And if we weren't bold about it, then it wouldn't have uh, garnered the attention that it did. If we just said, okay, here's another company where, you know, trying to uh, uh, just take a waste and uh, do something about it, that was not... Uh, a problem that was well communicated. So for us to be bold was the only way out. So whether or not I liked it, I had to do it. You know, I, I saw it as no other option. So doing that uh, in so many ways, um, I didn't have doubt in my mind that okay, maybe we should or maybe we should not go about with this because I saw it as the only option. So uh, yes, I took the, that as a responsibility um, with my team. And about being weighed down, uh, sometimes, you know, um, you set an audacious goal, goal uh, you are expected a lot out of it in return. Right. And sometimes it can, you feel like it can get too much, especially when you're a startup and you just started and there's uh, the number one thing uh, an entrepreneur needs to do is focus on a certain problem. But when people start uh, to ex uh, expect you to uh, do a lot of different things at the same time, that is when you know you kind of drift away from the very idea of why you actually started. So that uh, actually that happened to me in the beginning uh, days when I tried to be too many different things, try to do too many different things. So uh, it did uh, take, uh, we did take a seat uh, a backseat then, and then we thought, okay, this has got to stop. We cannot, um, we're not here to manage expectations. We're here to deliver what we uh, set out to do. So um, after that, you know, we just focused on what the, what our main uh, goal was, what our main priority was, and anything that came along the way uh, uh, was just uh, sidelined. So that is how I uh, learned to maybe deal with it, you know, whenever I feel there's a lot of pressure. Any time during this journey, 
you felt like leaving all this and <clears throat> getting back to corporate world or running away no i actually ran away from the corporate world to come into this <laughs> <laughs> i like that i like that <laughs> yeah but um, i would say ran away but it was a conscious uh, yeah, yeah, choice sure, right sure. i think different things work for different people and for me um, this is what worked but like in every um, uh, scenario i think there are challenges there are ups and downs you don't always feel the brightest you don't always feel you know like it's a sunny day um and i and because i had uh, i did a few stints uh, of running business before this mm-hmm. uh, i i i i kind of was prepared that okay this is not going to be uh, a joyful uphill ride it's i mean a joyful ride all the time so, uh, so i have to brace myself for any um uh, you know challenging moments but of course no matter how much you brace yourself uh, you're never prepared for the challenges that right. actually come your Right. So yeah, there are moments, uh, uh, but I think I've tried to uh, be more calm about it now and uh, try to think uh, about it through a logical process. But that's something I'm still working on. I guess I'm human, <laughs> yeah. and I let that uh, factor come in uh, consciously as well because um, you know it's just impossible for you to feel uh, happy all the time, and that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. But as long as you know what the main focus is what the main goal is i think it's okay to have a roller coaster of emotion as long as you're belted up right yes that's awesome uh, you obviously don't work in a glamorous field at all you wake up every morning like all of us and you know you work probably 7 days a week 10 to 12 hours a day uh, with a very different sect of the population than we do um, is there two two parts to the question is there a spiritual power or is there a higher power is there an inner power that keeps you going every day or if that's a no then how do you actually keep yourself motivated and going every morning or every day hmm uh higher power um that's that's a very interesting uh, thought to this but I think uh, I you know I often uh, get asked this uh, that I'm not working in a glamorous field right. so how does this how do I cope with that I think there's just this underlying assumption that girls want to work in a glamorous field you know uh, maybe there's this uh, preset condition that oh for a girl it might be uh, easier or she might want to work in a field that's uh, xyz that's of a certain uh, nature but i think uh, we all have different uh, drives and uh, uh, you know motivations in life and uh, certainly the waste sector is anything but glamorous yes <laughs> it isn't yes. but um, the uh, and also the people that i work with are waste entrepreneurs we call them our khali sisi friends mm. they're anything uh, mm. uh, but you know there there nothing like what is seen that comes out of a corporate world or right. that world, right so just to communicate with them uh, first of all was a major major uh, challenge uh, just to uh, think on the same wa- wavelength and to be a part of the community to be accepted uh, from them was the biggest challenge for me so um uh, then i you know slowly the more that i t- started to talk to them i realized they're brilliant uh, smart entrepreneurs right you know they've been doing their work for 50 years now and they're earning a living they're right. making a living out of trash 
Correct. And that's commendable. That's commendable. That must take some sort of, you know, Ivy League uh, business strategy, uh, you know, for people to uh, be that way and make an earning out of trash. So I obviously uh, understood that. And then um, uh, I, I, more than, uh, you know, people say that maybe I changed industry, but the kind of, the, I say that these men changed my perception of the industry. So they taught me a lot. So for me, the process was always to learn from uh, these uh, veterans mm -hmm. of the waste world mm -hmm. and how they and how they navigate through the right. uh, system of this informal uh, system. So for me, what motivated what motivates me every single day is just to uh, you know. Uh, again, learn from them and uh, make a point that these aren't just uh, men that you can dismiss so easily. These are smart businessmen that have a lot of, uh, you know, ideas and skills that they can share with you and actually transform the industry. So a lot of uh, strategic decisions that we make at Kalistisi, we do not make it without an advice from uh, one of our waste entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Yes, so uh, that's, that's for us. And I, um, for me, again, like I said, uh, the, the strength uh, that comes, uh, I don't know, it's it's not always a very powerful day, but whatever little strength I get is from the fact that I feel I'm very, very um, privileged and I'm very, uh, you know, um, uh, how would I put this, uh, blessed to be in the position that I am. And if I cannot use this, um, use uh, my position to do something good, then, you know, it's it's useless. So me and my husband, we actually have this weekly session where we look back at the week and then we plan what's next for the coming week. And we say, did we really, uh, were we really able to, uh, you know, uh, uh, give something back to the society that people could later be? Very nice. Let's... let's um... Before I get to the personal side of Ayushi, one more question. One more. Specifically for people in Nepal, uh, Ayushi, as a society, what can they do more um, in supporting your initiative? And when they listen to your podcast, I want you to con use this as a medium to tell them. Um, again, Mr. Vengi, thank you for the medium uh, to connect uh, with everyone. But um, I think for people, it is just... Uh, to be um, aware of what their potential is, not just related to my uh, to our company at Kali CC or to waste management in general, but in general, what is it that uh, you know they can do at the individual level, and not expect uh, the government or some other private body or from a non-government body right. to take care of the problem. So to take up that initiative is very important, and uh, through Kali CC, if uh, they can do something as simple as uh, get paid for their waste, you know? So just set uh, set the waste apart and then uh, get paid for their waste and recycle because that is where uh, recycling really starts and uh, they can uh, save at least 70% of what uh, goes into the landfill and bring it back into the economy. And then you, you, you become a recycler. You don't have to open up a billion dollar waste to energy plant to become a, to become a recycler. You, all you need to do is just spare five minutes of your time, uh, separate your waste and give it to one of our Kali 60 friends. You, that way you're uh, you know, making sure that uh, their livelihoods are, uh, uh, you, you know, you're 
investing in their livelihoods, you're getting paid, uh, you're encouraging the future generation to be uh, recyclers at their own level and doing a good for the world by simply getting paid for your trash. Awesome. I don't know whether you're already doing it, but if I were in Nepal, I would uh, put you on the uh, guest faculty list of every college or every institution. You need to go out there and speak to students. <laughs> I don't know whether you're doing it. <laughs> I guess, uh, no, I think Mr. Venki, uh, no, that's a very uh, uh, suggestion. But um, I feel like there's a lot of technical uh, knowledge around this concept of waste and waste management, but there's little when it comes to action. So what okay. we're essentially trying to do is just encourage people to act. You know, we don't want people talking about the theories of landfills or, you know, the uh, the the formulas for carbon monoxide or you know, nothing of that. We're just asking people to uh, behave a little more consciously and uh, take the responsibility of recycling or waste management at their own uh, level. Yeah. No, I, I'm just visualizing and I'm, I'm going to put you back on this because I really think you should do this. I'm just visualizing you walk into an institution there are 200, forget 500 and 1,000, 200 kids who are probably in their uh, teen teens and, and they understand what you speak. Imagine just telling them that they, they must be responsible citizens and uh, this is how they can contribute to the, the uh, joint goal of zero waste Nepal. Uh, I think um, even if you get a 10% conversion there, you will have, uh, you know, uh, half a million Khalisisi uh, unpaid agents running all over the place trying to keep Nepal a, a great city and a great country for people to visit. Uh, so yeah. I think it's a fantastic uh, opportunity and unfortunately I don't live there and I, I don't own a college but I think uh, you should be brought to the fore and let me see how I can do that. <laughs> but it's, it's a funny thing you brought it up uh, because um, we, we had this initi uh, initiative called Safa Generation. Safa means uh, clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have yeah. Generation. So, where we actually prefer to work with uh, school kids, really? uh, not just college. Yeah. And we have a few of our school ambassadors, we call them, Safa Generation ambassadors, Excellent. who are kids just in their early teens and they're so passionate about the environment. Yes. yes. And um, we take them as role models for, you know, and I, I think it's easier to work with kids who yeah. still have a lot of faith in the world <laughs> and they think that, yes, it can be changed for good. Tell me about so, it. Yeah. <laughs> Adults can be a pain, I promise you that. <laughs> so I'm glad you're doing that and you must do it. It is so important. Yes. You know, uh, we, we all had a subject, I don't know whether you guys had it, called community living in school. Uh, I don't know what you call it in Nepal. We, we studied and we studied and we were told to be good civic uh, citizens. We were told to be good people and then you and then you grew up and you forgot what you studied and then, you know, and then you live in plush apartments and you have kids throwing chocolate wrappers all over the place and and then you wonder what happened to the education right so and i'm saying you are you are an ambassador of zero waste in nepal and and you literally should be seen out there or or put out a slogan every month or every week for these kids so so please please do that i know it's very difficult you have a lot of uh, constraints on your time but i think you really should uh, Maybe I, I hope that like like it happened to you in the FOP, somebody nominates your name to one of the schools or colleges and gets you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, hope, let's hope for the best. Uh, to your personal side now a little bit, your inspiration or role model, who has it been? 
not one single uh, person actually uh, for me uh, for i mean at work it's mostly uh, it's our kali sisi friends Great. i see them working extremely hard every single day you know and uh, saving every, saving every little uh, penny that they make for their family for their kids at home uh, who they who they dream of uh, being well educated and going off to colleges you know so they're working really hard uh, so so the hard work uh, the drive to work harder i think uh, maybe comes from them but otherwise you know whatever um, uh, stories that i i i like to read a lot of uh, biographies so okay. i try to take up incidents uh, from uh, different people's lives where you know they were able to make a very hard decision and uh, go stick with it and uh, because of the vision they had so a lot of it comes from a lot of different places but also from uh, my own family my mother in law my husband uh, who um, you know we we don't come from a business background but um, he started an e-commerce revolution on his own in the country so uh, at at a time when uh, internet penetration was below 30% mm-hmm. you know so how uh, how he had to technically overcome that so i take I take a lot of technical uh, inspiration from him and i take a lot of uh, leadership uh, inspiration from my mother in law who was widowed at a very young age with uh, three sons so she raised them all on her own um, despite being offered to be married again at a lot of uh, you know compromising situations and all of that but she overcame all of that and now she works with over um, uh, almost 10 million uh, i mean no around the world i think it, it would be over um, 5 million uh, single uh, women across uh, the wow. country really yeah yeah she has an office in every district and uh, she uh, she's um, obviously she's a rock star on her own but um, to go through that emotional roller coaster and still be able to um, change people's lives as a woman i think uh, she's done an incredible job so yeah wow so are you saying she's she should be the next guest on my podcast <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> that was a subtle. <laughs> you are surrounded by heroes. You are a, you are a hero family. Blessed, yeah, blessed. Yeah, blessed. I guess, I guess, I guess. Success. Can you define success? So two parts to this question. Can you define success for us? I haven't really given it much of a thought, but uh, success, I think, is, uh, I don't know, at the end of the day, when you feel like, you've given your best despite the circumstance when you know that uh, you you were uh, performing at your full capacity and you gave it all i think that is a very satisfying feeling and that feeling of satisfaction is very rare to be honest you know you you think that it's it it, it sounds uh, easy to be hard working and to give it all and to uh, you know work at a full capacity but it's not actually you know to uh, focus and to work hard is actually a very uh, difficult thing to do and if you have done that in, and if you know that uh, you know you gave it your best despite the outcome i think that for me is a i wouldn't say i don't know i wouldn't say call it a success but i think that is what builds you up for success you know i, I feel like success is more of a 
of uh, state of mind or habit kind of a thing that an outcome it's more about the journey it's i don't what feel is, like it's a, and what does it mean to you now that you've done so no i no i definitely feel like there's so much more that we still have to do uh, and um, this is just the beginning this is just the beginning for us and uh, we're grateful that we've got the kind of momentum and, uh, uh, that we have but uh, for khali cc uh, specifically i think it would be to uh, build nepal as one of uh, the world's top 20 recycling nations for us uh, for at khali cc wow. that's our Uh, but for success, but the, even if we achieve that, I I don't think success would end there, because it's like I said, I don't think it's a point in your life. Success is a journey, and uh, uh, it's, it's different things that build up to your vision. So for me, having a vision and actually working towards that vision, being able to work towards that vision is uh, success for me, I guess. Do you believe in hobbies? Hobbies? Uh, <laughs> I believe only Kali Sisi. <clears throat> no, no. I think uh, no. I I feel like um, uh, you, you can uh, have fun and uh, run a business. You know, running a business and uh, having fun aren't two mutually you know exclusive things. You can uh, do do both at the same time as long as you know you uh, what you're doing is actually what you really want to do. So you don't really have to. Uh, Go cross that work line and find uh, something uh, else that satisfies you. So for me, at least. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, you know, one of the <clears throat> endeavors of my podcast really is to, other than you know, influencing or convincing people like you to come on board, it's also about using this medium to try and see uh, if people across the globe, <clears throat> because this podcast goes to a lot of places. Uh, there are so many of us who actually want to reach out and help either monetarily or otherwise and a lot of times we are unable to do it because one we don't know how to do it and two is nobody has come and told us so would you like to you know uh, probably use the next few minutes to tell us um, how can we reach out to you or to your movement and help you contribute monetarily or otherwise is there a website is there a link etc so again uh, we're always looking to collaborate we're always looking for partners uh, to uh, advance our um, work at kali cc so we have a website it's kalicc.com um, and uh, we are very active on our social handles as well uh, instagram facebook uh, so for us it's always about uh, not shying away from the fact that we work in the waste industry it's about uh, inviting more players into the industry because we feel like the more uh, partnerships we have the more collaborations we have the better it is for the entire ecosystem and for the for all the players uh, along the value chain so at kali cc um, we're looking for partners whether it be uh, the government uh, who is uh, trying to establish uh, some sort of um, you know uh, project with us or it be private companies that are trying to work on their csr models or it be uh, educational institutions that are trying to provide their uh, you know uh, children with uh, some sort of exposure early on into the world of uh, entrepreneurship or waste management so we can always uh, you know um, collaborate uh, as long as you know we have the same kind of uh, values and vision right right yeah. also before i before I, we come to the last part of our program so before i wind down i want to do a rapid fire with you one 
So you can you can tell me what comes to your mind when I when I ask you things, right? You ready for it? Right. Okay. Yes, I am. <laughs> I guess. Good. So uh, you know what do the following mean to you, Ayushi? Uh, waste. Waste is a resource. Wow. The first person I'm hearing say that. Recycling. Something that can start with you. You know, not just big plants in some remote area. Lakshman Rekha. Ah, Lakshman Rekha is something that is meant to be explored and broken out of. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Kali CC is? A platform where you can get paid for your waste and save the environment. Okay. Changes? Change is inevitable. Ayushi would like to be remembered as? Ayushi would like to be remembered as someone who tried to do something about uh, a certain problem. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing glamorous, I know. <laughs> That's very humble of you. Uh, is there, is there, a, I wouldn't say message and, and burden you with it, but is there something you would like to uh, communicate or share with the listeners, especially for a lot of young kids, girl or boy, doesn't matter, out there who probably want to do something uh, and have the, have the, have the brain and have the wherewithal or the initiative, but don't know how to start or what to do. Is there something you'd like to tell them, uh, Ayushi? Uh, drawing in from my own experience, I'd say just go for it and try. Uh, you'll never know uh, unless you give it uh, a shot because uh, it's human nature to overthink about a certain idea and kill it, you know, nib it in the bud before it's even out in the business plan. So especially when you're trying to work on something that's unconventional and that's new and that's never been worked on before, you'll never get that kind of validation or a resource or reference from anybody else, even support for that matter. So all you have is you, you know, so you just work on it, give yourself a few months of time. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, at least you tried, you know, you can sleep in peace saying that, oh, at least I tried. So um, I just, just go for it. And find a team if you can. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. On that um, inspiring note, uh, Ayushi, I want to thank you for uh, taking time off on a Sunday. And uh, I know that's the only day you get to rest uh, and, and agreeing to my podcast. I really am uh, delighted that you agreed. And the conversations I've had with you even before the podcast have really left me inspired. I'm glad you are an angel to all the waste entrepreneurs. Uh, and I'm sure you are going to change their tomorrows if I may. More power to you and wish you all the very best. Uh, wish. Thank you, Mr. Venky. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much.